Boomerang Bags is a plastic pollution solution that is taking over Wellington one suburb at a time. Even our Mayor has stepped in, asking the government to ease off on soft plastics with a request to stop it at the source because we've got 9,000 tonnes of plastic going to Wellington landfills each year. So how does Boomerang Bags work? Who is making them? And could this actually be a solution for our plastic epidemic? Welcome to B-Side Story, Sarah Child and Pip Cameron, who are going to help us answer those questions. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's big stuff, really, isn't it? It is. So how does the boomerang bag system work? Well, it's um, the model um, originated in Australia, and the idea Ah. is that bags are made from textiles that would otherwise have gone to landfill. Great. And then they're placed in shops for people to borrow and return, so swing around and come back. And that's instead of using a plastic bag or buying a reusable bag. It's just if you forget to bring your own or just so you can say no and avoid plastics. Sounds awesome. I must say, I have spent a lot of nights lying in bed dreaming about this, and I was writing the questions this morning. It was a project I used to get excited about myself. So I'm just loving that you ladies and a big crew have stepped up to make mm, this happen. Yeah, yeah and it's so, growing. Yeah, I know. So how many people have you got involved at this, in this, at this point? So at the moment, there's probably about five, six of us um, centrally organising it and then we've got in those groups and based out of Karori which is really strong um, group of sewers out of the Arts and Crafts Centre and then me and Sarah run the group out of Arrow Valley and that's the um, Mount Vic Volunteers group on Facebook and um, yeah so I think we specialise more in the cutting and screen printing. Yeah. sewing skills are a bit to be desired. Yes <laughs> but we've set up a shelf where people can come in and sew from home which seems right. to be working really well. Yeah. Yes and then so that so this core group that we have with Karori we're sort of going through things that we can do to support other communities so whether it's resources or things that we've tried and haven't worked um, and also looking at different funding options different organizations that can help support us but there's so many volunteers all around Wellington who want to get involved who are taking home um, taking home cuts and sewing them and bringing them back or going to working bees so it's hard to actually count but right. um, how, how yeah. many are actually now yeah. becoming part of the, yeah. yes. the movement yeah. but there's room for more okay yeah. okay so where are you actually getting the fabric from because that's also in a way stopping a, a waste stream with this so you were saying unused fabrics at this yeah. point it's yeah it's a really massive problem and there's not a lot of um statistics around it to figure out how much mm. of our um, landfill and our waste is textiles. So Pip's been working a lot with... Um, St Vincent's, the op shop. Okay, in right, yeah. So they've been pretty amazing. We're actually just coming to the end of our first bale from them, which is a f- uh, 1.5 cubic metre um, bale of all kinds of fabric, clothes, jackets, bedding, just all sorts, and it's amazing stuff. Like, I can't believe it's going to landfill. But, right. Uh, yeah. So that, so that was on the way to landfill? Yeah, well, it's unsellable, and they just have such a mess um, coming in that it wow. doesn't... Yeah, if, if it doesn't sell, then They've it just has got to, to go move somewhere. It. Yeah. Yeah. And without space for us, we have to say no 
to fabric. Like it can get to a point where there's not enough storage um, mm. for all the fabric we could right essentially take but we've run out of three people's garages including my own and the arrow valley have small room off the community center which we've pretty much filled up yeah um saint vincent's they can deliver to us but it has to be uh floor you know like ground truck access so that's been another problem for us is finding a venue that can have that so with the actual right yeah yeah yeah. so the accessibility yeah Mm, yeah and also the curtain bank has been um Really Amazing. Good. So we've been doing a bit of a curtain swap. So people have been giving us their curtains, and if they're good enough to still be used as curtains, we swap them with the curtain bag, right. and we take uh, the mesh and muslin ones and um, the ones the curtains that might have mouldy backing, but the front part is still right. perfect to use, and it makes amazing bags. We've got some brilliant yeah. fairy ones out of them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually spilled water in my bag the other week, and it's made of curtains, and uh, it didn't leak. So I was like, woohoo! I just took the water out. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Okay, so so you've got it sounds like there's no problem with getting access to fabric. It's mm. actually storing yeah. it, which is a challenge. And the delivery, the yeah. transport, right. yeah, yeah, the logistics. It's quite amazing because, in a way, we're a small community, and to, to really understand that scale of waste and fabrics is, is quite alarming. Yeah, it really is. And even um, just a little project at Newlands where they're looking at what they right. can do around Newlands waste. Newlands Intermediate. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and Pip had given them some of the textiles that we had had, so lots of clothing. And apparently they were just pulling them out going, why are people throwing this out? This is awesome. And then they're doing a little fashion shoot. And hmm. so there's a lot of things that we – it's just that throwaway culture mm. that we've become used to. Yeah. And, it's not an element of the throwaway culture that you hear about often, actually, is textiles. Yeah, and even um, there's people working with uniforms and lots of different right. different things that just aren't used anymore. They mm. actually go overseas to be disposed mm. of because of the huh. security issues if they were to end up in New Zealand landfill. Oh. Um, po- uh, potentially people posing, turning up at schools and posing as students or postal workers or whatever. So, right, yeah. yep. And there are some groups who actually upcycle those uniforms into reusable clothing for children or um, bags or there's all kinds of projects. But, yeah, that's actually a massive amount of waste, which we haven't quantified yet, but mm. we've heard is big, a bit of a problem here. Yeah, mm. and when it disappears overseas, as we like to think it disappears. Yes, um, it doesn't. Then, yeah, it's hard to measure as well. Yeah. So we don't know how many tonnes are going mm. overseas each year and what is actually mm. happening to them. I mean, and, and I think if you do the um, maths and if you, even you're thinking about uniforms alone, let alone the throwaway clothes that yeah. were all, you know, that alone is, is just massive. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. So, no shortage of things to use for, to make Ew. the bag. Okay. <laughs> so, just with boomerang bags, how many bags have you got in production at the moment? We've been talking about this the other week, actually. Mm. So we've made over 550 bags between the groups. Great. Congratulations. And are they in circulation? No. Not yet. We wanted to get a a substantial amount to put Mm. into circulation, obviously, because it might take a while for them to circulate or they may not 
um, come back. See, mine's quite styly. I must say, I'm holding on to my bright. Yellow yeah, and I've seen bed. a few that I would probably <laughs> hold on to too. There are um, a few people using the boomerang bag around that you've got yes. to be kind of a boomerang volunteer to get one at the moment. Yeah, or a supporter. Or yeah, bought to support. So we sell a right. quarter of the bags for ten dollars each, and they've got a slightly different logo that says bought to support. Yes, and that just helps with the machine servicing and thread and scissors, and we've had mm. some random costs come up. So yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. our best fabric for the board to support. Yeah. But we've learned... And our best sewers as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good. So thanks to everyone who's made those. <laughs> love you, love you bought to support sewers. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kavori has a pretty steady sewing, um, a sewing bee every Wednesday. Mm. So they have a... They can monitor their um, output quite easily, whereas we have cutting bees and printing bees and... Sewing bees sometimes, um, depending on our availability and space availability. Right. And then we have our take-homes. So while there's material out there ready to be sewn, we don't know if it's coming back or how many will come back or if they're, you know. Also our screen printing days. So we do the screen prints, which is quite fun. And I think we've estimated that we've done about a 1,000 pockets. So there are hundreds of missing pockets or just <laughs> missing bag cuts and bundles that we're waiting on to come back. So they're, they're, out, they're out in the community. Yeah, yeah, in the process of being made. There's that, a, so there's going to be a delay when you do have the take-home bundles. We just haven't quantified that yet. Right, yeah. right. But we're happy for people to just use the bags if yeah. right, they don't use plastic. So yeah. if it doesn't come back, then as long as you're not using plastic, that's, that's part fine. Of it. If it's stylish, even better. Yeah. So... Um, are you finding that there's an offshoot positive benefit in the community? So if you've got a lot of volunteers doing this and you've got sewing bees and printing bees, like that must be having an added bonus of community connection as well? Totally. We've um, mm. met up with heaps of groups. So uh, from the fabrics that we have been cutting up for bags, so there's buttons and zips and other you know, like maybe not valuable pieces, but the usable pieces mm. which we've been giving to the uh, Newtown Tool Library Repair Cafe. So they're upcycling those, and um, great. And then obviously our ties with the Curtin Bank, and so there's all these extra. I don't know. Relationships all these like networks and, yeah, yeah, and so it's and there's a lot of people who are saying, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I want to get involved in that. Oh, I really care about that, but just didn't yeah. have that outlet to kind of go for it. Or so. even the, the um, so we started calling our screen printing nights the drink and ink. So <laughs> Saturday night at Arrow Valley, probably we'll do it every few weeks, but um, get your garage project bears, come on by and do a few, I don't know, screen prints and yeah. cuts and things. And Great. Yeah, so it's been quite fun. Yeah, and even but even just like our, you know, Wellington community, all of the... The girls who are in the core group didn't know each other before. Exactly. So, and we no, all met all... through this and now, you know, you've got a little meeting everyone you... else who cares about the same thing. You've got a little army. There we go. There we go. Little army. So and so so we've got the bags coming, we've got no shortage of fabric fabric, and clearly the volunteers are definitely willing and able. How are the supermarkets going? And is it true that more Wilsons want 3,000? They were initially quite interested. but mm. um, And that was the number that they had thrown out that would right. be viable for them before to even be able to considering, put into the shop. Yeah, before considering being able to take that step, we'd have to have a stockpile of 3,000 wow. because that's the reality of it. We live in a little city yep. and there's lots of people taking plastic bags. Yeah. And if we want to make a real impact... 
that's the kind of target we need to go for. Mm, so it's, re- it's really tricky to be able to make those sort of no. promises to people mm, to say mm. we can have this many bags because we're all volunteers and we like say we don't even know how many bags might be out there at a different time and it's a slower process yeah. than yeah. we would like. Yeah. Or, or when you're going to see them back. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but it it is nice to see interest from supermarkets and interest from... Good. And so know, the are man. they? That, that is the thing. They are interested in the bags and the system? Can they see the benefit? Definitely. Karori New World is mm. super on board. Great. And, um, he's had a few bags in one of their tills so far, I Yeah, believe. I think they've even bought produce bags to sell yeah. into the shop. So th- there's yeah. those little changes that are happening just from that, you know, that right. stepping point Wanting of boomerang bags. Wanting to move away from plastic bags, but... It, obviously because we come from our perspective and they're from the more business and right. I guess that consumer and convenience perspective, there's going to be um, towing and flowing yeah. or some like slow change. Yeah. So I think it's mm. going to... Yeah. Well, they're thinking mm. of their, their customers and what exactly. their customers want. So Easy. all of the customers out there need to say that they want plastic bag free aisles and tills and supermarkets. So, sea change yeah. starts at home. Yeah. 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 And if you've got too many reusable bags, maybe right. just think about mm. offering them to your local supermarket yeah. and just say, here, I have these so that no one will take the plastic bags. We've also had a lot um, of people saying how when you are at the supermarket and you say that you don't want a plastic bag, that you still feel the checkout operator pushes it onto you, on you or the default is for you to have a bag yes. and it's difficult to keep saying, please, please, I don't want a bag. Yeah, mm. yeah a it's a symbol of, you know, of good service, yeah. whereas it's, it's mm. I mean, in the big picture, it's really mm. not good for anyone. No. Mm-hmm. And so interesting that because, at, you know, with, with I, I was about 10 years of persisting not using a plastic bag Mm -hmm. and down at my local New World they've really started to get it now but that's actually quite a long time. Yeah that is a long time. That's a long time. And I think because it is such a process it can be quite um, maybe frustrating for some people who are like Ban the bag, like that's right. it, we're done. But for some people, it is a process. For the supermarkets, it's a process. Um, so the more people that kind of start thinking about that behaviour change, the quicker that process is going to be. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Now I've just seen I got too excited and we're totally yeah. moved through. Uh, yeah, so, we can talk forever. Yeah, I know. I could, I could too. So just tell me, um, what what would you say to Wellington to get them on board? What is the thing that Boomerang Bags needs to succeed? We need um, more volunteers, more sewers, sewing groups, community groups. Coordinators. Yeah, you can run your own. Driving it, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're here to offer. So if you go onto the Boomerang Bags Wellington um, Facebook page, you can contact us and we've got you know, we've got the resources, we've got the screens, we've got the, um, the material, we've got some of the toolkits from the Australian website. So, you know, to start... From scratch seems a bit silly, and yeah, we can be there to support. We've that. even got extra machines. Yeah. Mm. So, what what does Wellington look like to you in the future? Oh, plastic, plastic bag, bag free. free for sure. Plastic free. 